1: They're, they're cool. I, li- I like tigers. They're one of my favorite sharks. They're they're just so cool with their stripes. They're just a beautiful animal. i love to kill them. <laughs> 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 I'm Mark the Shark, and this is the Tom Rowland Broadcast. Oh, sorry. Podcast, right? That I'm going to fuck up days. a lot. <laughs>
2: Everybody, welcome to the podcast today. I'm really looking forward to bringing this one to you. Probably going to be the most controversial podcast I've ever done. Uh, but if you are familiar with today's guest, you won't expect anything less. Today's guest is Mark the Shark. You can find him on Instagram on on by that moniker. That's his handle, Mark the Shark, and uh, he has a he has a great Instagram following. He is a, a legend really, in Miami sport fishing, and uh, he does what is what he likes to call monster fishing. He likes to fish for the biggest sharks, and uh, and he also catches everything else, of course, but he, uh, he's got strong opinions. I didn't know if we were going to see eye to eye, and um, that's exactly the reason why I wanted to sit down with him. I wanted to kind of understand where he's coming from. I wanted to have the opportunity to ask him some questions and uh, find out, you know, what why he does what he does and i'm sure lots of other people want to know that too and mark was nothing but um open to sitting down and talking about whatever i wanted to do wanted whatever i wanted to talk about and um you know what that's how we all need to be you know if you see something that at factormeals.com slash Waypoint pod 50 to get 50 percent off yeah all right we're live man I am sitting in a downstairs office on Miami Beach surrounded by shark jaws killer killer sharks killer sharks so Mark the shark thanks for doing this man I appreciate it oh my pleasure thanks for having me yeah so you have a a big reputation you really do. You're, you're out there a lot. Um, how did this all get started for you? Oh, God,
1: it's been a long time. Matter of fact, I just uh, posted an old photograph on Instagram at Mark the Shark uh, yesterday uh, on a throwback picture. And uh, it was a one of my old trucks parked next to the boat. And I didn't even remember how long ago it was. It was like in the 80s. <laughs> so it's been before that I started shark fishing. probably. Uh, Early '70s, maybe even late '60s, when I got here. Really? And um, you know, the name Mark and Shark it rhymes, so I figured jump on that before somebody else did. Right. So here I am. You know, that's three years later. Pre Jaws, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Then when Jaws came out, our 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 shit exploded, and you know, we just uh, we just took off with the sharks. How old are you?
2: Uh, you're breaking up. <laughs> older than you i know you are but but i mean you're in remarkably good shape if oh. you've been doing been, this for 50 years i've
1: been doing it for longer 50. yeah i've been doing it for a while it's just uh it seems like just yesterday but uh um i feel good i mean i still work every day seven days a week uh, i don't know anybody who works as hard and, and many hours as i do in the industry i mean you can ask anybody right I'm not every day so uh that
2: keeps me going. Do um, you, you, you think you get over 300 days a year?
1: Oh, yeah. I do, uh, on
2: myself, 450 trips. 450 a trips. A year. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So pretty much every single day you're running, a lot of days you're running double days. Doubles and sometimes triples. Wow. Sometimes a, uh,
1: a single, a half day, then a full day after that, and then maybe a night trip too. So it's it's a long day. I really don't have a life. I mean, ask my wife. I have no life. All I do is fish. I don't watch TV. I haven't watched TV since mash <laughs> really. I mean, I don't know what's going on in the world. I have no idea. I just do my own thing and that's
2: it. Yeah. So, but you are, um, interested in social media. Well, you have to,
1: uh, you know, you've got a roll with the, the times and a lot of my competition haven't done that. Fortunately for me. Right. But, uh, I mean, uh, social media is a way to get your, your name out and your brand out. And, and, uh, I think we do uh, a pretty good job at it. Uh, my crew helps me with the photographs and the videos and it takes a lot of time actually. It's just, uh, not waiting, you know, by the phone and waiting for a, a customer to call you. You've got to go out there and grab them or get their attention.
2: Right. And, and we and we and do that. So early on the monster fishing, the shark fishing was the, was the hook for you. Like People mar-
1: wanted, yeah. Everybody wanted to catch, you know, a sport fish back in the day. They wanted to catch the sailfish. they the glamorous fish, you know, the pretty fish, if you will. But uh we wanted to catch the fish that were eating the uh the, the pretty fish, like the sailfish. And no uh, that was a shark, so That took off pretty good. Yeah, and then the movie, and then the movie uh, just exploded after the Jaws came out. You know, just uh, there's always some mystique about the sharks too. Now, you know, it's just everybody wants to either protect them or kill them, one of the two. So um, we're we're right in the middle, I think, kind of.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, that's
2: one of the reasons I wanted to come and talk to you because I it seems like there's more to your story. Um, You on your right on your website says politically incorrect. We don't hang release flags. We hang fish upside down on the gallows. It Is that said, still there on the yeah, website? I haven't it's touched that in 20 years. It's right there. Your, well, I mean, your website looks like it looks like it could use a little work. But, yeah, yeah, it's old. Yeah, <laughs> but it's interesting because then when I dig in a little bit more, and I follow you on social media, and, and so I see all the videos, and then when I dig in a little bit more, you have a lot of contrary kind of messages that are out there. Like you're killing the sharks, but then you're tagging more sharks than, would you say anyone? Anyone, any sport fishing guy anyway. Yeah. So like, how do do you, how does that balance work? Well, you know, I like to work with uh, a lot of the
1: researchers and the scientists, you know, and I help them out a lot. If they, uh, they need a special kind of shark for any kind of uh, research, I try to catch it for them. And I try to, to make everybody happy, except for you know the uh, the PETA people, but uh, <laughs> uh I mean we catch a shark and it looks like it's going to survive, which is kind of rare, and we'll tag it if it's a protected shark, of course we're going to tag it, let it go, measure it and and, uh, and uh, hopefully get uh recapture you know later on. I just got one the other day matter of fact, really? uh, a sandbar almost two
2: years ago. So what we have you learned it. from some of the recaptures that you that you've seen?
1: Uh, I mean, I haven't learned a lot myself personally because I don't follow all that stuff. That's what I leave that to the researchers mm-hmm. and the scientists. But uh, most of our sharks that we catch, like the sandbars that we tag, are all going north. We always catch them. I mean, here, then we'll they'll go up north somewhere, North Carolina. The one we just had recaptured the other day was in uh, North Florida. A couple of years later, so um, you know, they all go in north. They don't hang out here. There's not a lot of food here in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's probably better places up in the coast that has more of an attraction to the sharks uh, that holds maybe kingfish or bonitas. Miami, the last couple of years, has, uh, has been depleted, if you will, uh, on a lot of the, uh, the, uh, the shark food. Uh, not like up north Florida, there's plenty of sharks, there's plenty of food. Like when you say depleted of the shark food, like a species in particular? Like the kingfish. We used to catch kingfish all the time over here. We don't catch them hardly at all anymore. Hmm. Uh, bonitas, very rare now to catch a bonita. I mean, really? we used to fill our box up with bonitas. Yeah. What do you think happened? Because there's still plenty in the Keys. Uh, you huh? know, the, the different different opinions. I think personally, ever since they, they dredged the cut, they made it deeper for the uh, big ships to come in. It's been two years now almost. They, they really damaged the reef by dumping all that dredging material only about 400 feet of water, and all that silt moved down on the reef, and it killed everything. I mean, you can see some of my videos that I do. There's there's hardly any life on the reef anymore. Hmm. There's no small fish here. There's no there's nothing to attract the kingfish. There's nothing to hold the fish here. Hmm. It's bad.
2: So it's really was bad. there? Um, did anyone make a? big deal about that dredging and dumping and and they are in the process Uh, there's some studies going on
1: now there is some surveyors out there i see them a lot and uh i think it's gonna come down to uh like a class action suit i think basically because it's what they did out there is just is unforgivable i mean what they did just to make the cut 10 feet deeper they destroyed all the bait patches that were there we can't catch any more bait anymore I mean, it's just, it's a trickle down effect. Everything gets affected by that.
2: Right. But, and so when, when you're seeing that, it seems like the sharks would be where the food is. Exactly. So has that affected your shark fishing?
1: Well, you know, we, we catch them, but, uh, we have to wait longer and fish harder, more baits. It's not like it used to be where, you know, we get a bite every 20, 30 minutes. Sometimes we have to wait all day for one single fish. And so was never like that.
2: what do you think about the overall shark population in this area right now? I think the shark population is pretty healthy. You know, not too many people even fish for them
1: like we do. Uh, the commercial fishing has, you know, almost been gone now. So, uh, I think the, the sharks are fine. And, you know, NOAA just came out with their recent study. The sharks are, are fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're overfished in some parts of the world, yes, but... They're fine. What
2: what was that study? I don't know about that
1: study. It was, they were saying how the sharks are sustainable now. I mean, since we've cut down on the commercial fishing and we've, uh, we've, we've done a lot to protect them.
2: They've, they've come back. Mm -hmm. They're fine. So that's a, I mean, like there's an interesting balance like to, to you and what you do. You're, you're tagging so many, you're killing a lot. Um, Killing a lot compared to compared other to other sport fishing guys or yeah, just commercial I guys? Guess. Well, other sport fishing guys, certainly. Yeah. But not, not, not compared commercial. to a commercial guy. I'm in the middle. Right. Right. And would you say that you lean more towards the conservation side? Like you're killing them for conservation or you're killing them for more trips? Uh, yeah, I'm right in the
1: middle. Um, of course I'm in into us to make money. Yeah. But if I thought for a second that the sharks were going to be uh, extinct because of what I'm doing, I would stop. That's mm. not the case, of course. Yeah, uh, our our fishery here is fine. Uh, what we do is like a tip of the iceberg compared to the commercial guys. I and mean, they're killing metric tons sometimes, you know?
2: Yeah, so let's talk about like what, what the commercial boat goes for, because you know, a lot of people that listen to this are sport fishing kind of guys or or they've never seen an operation like that. Like, what does that look like? The commercial guys? Yeah.
1: You know, again, I don't do that part, but uh, I know a lot of a lot of friends of mine that do, and you know, they're making a living doing it, and they, they've got permits. Mm-hmm. They have a right to make a living too. Uh, but you know, they're killing a lot, a lot of animals and uh we're killing like one or two right so you really can't compare it it's apples and oranges you can't compare what we do to what they do
2: yeah no way so when people look at your social media or whatever and there's a there's a big shark hanging there's another you know there's this shark death on your on your instagram sharks die yeah right. fish die yeah oh i know and, and you know the sharks that we catch uh half of them wouldn't
1: even survive even if i did decide or the customer decided to let them go, right I mean, they just come to the boat and they're just totally exhausted, they're, sometimes they're tail wrapped they're drowned.
2: Uh, there's all kinds of different scenarios that the sharks aren't going to live after the, you catch them. understood and so I think that some people may have in the past get kind of a, uh, a misunderstanding of your message, like you hate sharks. I don't hate sharks. I mean I you know I enjoy
1: seeing a shark swim away actually. But uh, if I get a big tiger shark, like I know a big bull shark, which are dangerous, I'm going to kill that shark, you know, because eventually that shark might eat my kid swimming at the beach. You know, that's how I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, a sandbar shark, fine. You know, you might get a thresher shark that doesn't have any uh, threat to any humans because they're deep water. Well, I'll tag them, let them go. But you know, bull shark, tiger shark, big hammerhead, we're most
2: likely going to kill those. Hmm. Okay. And so- then a few years ago, I guess, somebody sends you this video of them killing a shark, but in this different way. Yeah, that was just torture. That was, uh, that was just
1: totally disrespect. And, I, you know, when I, when I saw that, when they sent me that video, I was, like, totally shocked. I was actually fishing that day. And I showed the customers because the, the, the kids showed me, they sent it to me. So I showed the customers. They go, hey, look at this, man. And they all go, "Whoa, wow.
2: Yeah, and so nice. the video that we're talking about, were these jokers dragging a shark behind the boat like a water skier, almost by the tail, like live shark, yeah, live shark, and it's skipping and it ends up tearing apart, I guess. And uh, I've got that picture too. After, yeah, was, I mean it was horrible. It was that a means, horrible video, no. and and so they. I, like, what I'm saying is, like, there's a misinterpretation of your message because those guys are like, you know who would like this video? Mark the shark. I'm sending it to him, man. He's going to love this. Check out what we're doing. And then there was a, an obvious different reaction from you. Like, that's well, disrespect. They, uh, they just crossed the line with that. I mean, you
1: don't torture any living creature. We never torture an animal. Never. If we're going to kill a shark, we're going to kill him, you know humanely and quickly and mm-hmm. that's it done not torture him laughing and dragging him behind a boat 50 miles an hour that was just like i've never seen anything like that in my life i mean that's that got me going so and that's that's when i posted it on and that's when it went viral
2: yeah it goes viral and then fwc or they got in trouble right right yeah just i mean it's on
1: call for and you know from what i heard from those kids they were doing other stuff to other animals as well so it wasn't just a one incident so right i think fwc took that in effect when they came down here i i did a couple of interviews with them after the fact too so
2: yeah so do you think that there's any reason to alter your message at all to so that people aren't misinterpreting it who's uh misinterpreting it you like, know? like I mean, those kids yeah. like that no not. i mean no i don't don't misunderstand <laughs> i am no no No, I, I yeah. Yeah. I just, I just kind of wonder like those guys obviously misinterpreted the message. Yeah.
1: They just thought I was going to get a kick out of it and uh, give them a thumbs up and and, then laugh it off like they did. But, you know, disrespectful, torturing, that kind of stuff.
2: You, you you just crossed the line, man. Right. My book. Yeah. And so they obviously get, get what they deserve because that was, that was, really bad i
1: mean yeah that was i mean that that thing got worldwide attention like within
2: hours it's like you just don't do that right to anything right to any animal any living creature any god's creature and so you know that's that's where it's interesting that's why you know kind of when i'm following you and kind of watching what you're doing and i'm a charter boat captain myself or was for a long time um you know it's like i don't think this guy there's more to this guy Right. And then there's, then there's this, um, I'm a soft side. (laughs) I mean, believe it or not,
1: you can ask somebody that's really close to me that would tell you that, but probably 99.9% of people, well, they don't deserve to know that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You keep your soft side to the, to your closest. Yeah. Yeah. It's behind the vault. (laughs) Right. And you've got, and you're raising kids. How many
1: kids do you have? I have uh, three at home and they're all, love the fish and they know the value of you know life and not to torture anything and and if we're going to kill it then we're going to put it to good use like eat it Mm -hmm. or give it to somebody else
2: donate it but it's never going to waste right never so that was the other thing i saw is that you're donating a lot of your fish to the homeless shelters and what's what's your connection to the homeless shelters we just started doing this last year and uh
1: I, I kind of figured that uh, if we're gonna kill the sharks, or if a shark is dead, or if any other uh, fish for that matter, sailfish too, uh, if we're going to uh, make sure it's 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 dead, we're gonna donate it and help somebody that's you know starving to death, like the uh, Camilla house in Miami. I've been dealing with them for for a while now, and they really appreciate everything that we do for them because they've got hundreds and hundreds of people just sitting out there every morning looking for some kind of food. And you know, our, the, the sharks are fine. As long as they're kept good iced down and, and I take good care of them. I gut them right away. And, and, uh, they're, they're, they're eating, they're eating sharks all over the planet. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, they're, they're, there's nothing wrong with a shark. Do you eat them? You know, I just had a, uh, a fella the other day. I, I gave him a shark and he made some empanadas local guy. And actually, it was very good. I've I've eaten some small sharks. I've haven't, I've haven't been touched the big ones because I used usually just give them to the the homeless shelter. Yeah. But the little sharks are fine. Man, I mean, if they know how to prepare them and, and they're fresh, there's
2: nothing wrong with them. How do you how do you prepare them? Do you know what well, they're doing? Well,
1: you know, I'm not a chef, so I mean, but the uh, they tell me that as long as it's fresh and 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 iced down properly right away, it tastes. Like any other fish, hmm. not a fishy taste though, Yeah. but it's, it's very, very tender. And like this empanada guy, the other day, it was, it was awesome,
2: man. I was just biting into it and it was, tastes like beef almost. Yeah. Yeah. It was really good. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. And so the, uh, the homeless, were you, were you drawn to it, to that for any particular reason or I you just, just kind of sitting uh, out there thinking that fish is dead and we're just going to let it sink to the bottom? No, I've never done that.
1: Never, never done that. And uh, in Miami now, I see the homeless all over the place where I go, where I travel. And I just put two and two together and I called a couple of, you know, uh, organizations and I said, hey, would you like me to come by uh, the kitchen and bring you some fish once in a while? And they said, absolutely. You know, so uh, I, go in the, uh, I go in the kitchen, like I go in the place now, I go over there in the mornings before I go to work and I drop off
2: the fish and everybody's happy. It's mm-hmm. great. So win win situation. Do you get your kids involved in in that?
1: Well, they're still kind of young, and you know, but uh, all my stuff that I donate to was usually in Miami, and they're up in you uh, know Pompano. So, uh, but you know, they know what I do. You know, they they're aware of uh, uh, what's going on. So I'm kind of getting them ready for the future. Yeah, yeah. You think they might step in? Well, I mean, you can't force them. The kids nowadays, you know how they are. But uh, I know Crockett. Crockett just adores fishing. He's, How old is Crockett? He's just three. Okay. No, he's, he's But maverick has been fishing all his life. He, matter of fact, he got maybe a little bit too much of it. So again, the last year off. He doesn't have to fish with me anymore. He doesn't have to go on his boat. How right? old is he?
2: He's 12. Okay. And was he working on the boat? Yeah. In yeah. the summertime or whatever? All the time. All the time. Yeah, is he, he, he Well, no, no. He, when he's not going to school. Right. Like
1: the weekends and all summer long for the last, like four or five years. That's his one uh, of his bibs right there. He so ought to have a pocket full of cash. <laughs> well, you know, it just it's it's a lot of work for him. You know, he's not out there fishing like you, you, people think we we're out there fishing. We're right. not fishing. We're like making sure your customers catch fish. He's not actually having the fun of actually fishing himself. So right. it's he doesn't. You know they don't grasp at it right away. It's he's, no, he's it's, it's work le- right now. It's certainly work. learning the what what a hard day's work is. Oh
2: yeah, yeah, he knows.
1: And you know I kind of burned him out a little bit, and I was afraid of that, so I gave him the you know last year off, and
2: hopefully he'll like it again, and uh, we'll Has see. He started playing sports or something in yeah. the year off. He's Did a he...
1: he's a book guy, man. He really? Yeah, I mean he's like I don't know where he got that from. I hated books when I was growing <laughs> up, but. uh uh, he's just, he's so smart. He does all the stuff in school. He goes to school early and does all the, uh, the PA systems. He goes into the office. So he's like, he's probably too smart to be a fisherman. Right? <laughs> I mean, and nothing, no no offense about that because I'm a fisherman too, but I, he might be too, too smart.
2: Yeah. yeah. Well, does he show interest in, like in the PA system and stuff like that? Does he help you with your videos or or do any kind of editing? Nobody or helps you with anything in my business. Really? I'm a one
1: man operation. And I wish somebody did, but, I like to do it the way I want to do it. And it's a certain way that I know this little niche that I have and nobody can do that. I mean, when I'm gone from this business, it'll be over. Have I you think. ever tried to bring somebody in and try to help you? Just- yeah, but that's more aggravating than it's than it's worth. It's, <laughs> 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 what kind- Especially with the millennials. it's not happening, man. No way. <laughs> what kind of aggravation
2: do you experience well, when you I try mean, to bring yeah. somebody in?
1: Well, first of all, you know, if somebody calls me. If I have somebody like answer my phone or something they want to talk to mark the shark they don't want to talk to some guy then some go some girl and it just doesn't work out it's just not the same you know and then the videos the people don't really know what video i want to i want to post or how i want to post it it's a whole different world you know it's you've got to be involved and you got to be right in the middle of it you've got to be like a conductor you got to be like the three ring circus with a hat and like you know Barnum and Bailey. You got to know exactly what everybody's doing and how it's going on. So like, again, I'm a one man show. How does it work with your mates? Do you have mate long, long standing mates? Yeah. yeah. I mean, my mate, my one mate, uh, Ryan has been with me for 22 years and I don't think anybody has a long, longer like uh, teamwork and, and, the, and the industry than us together, you know, it's, 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 it's hard for him too, because he's married with kids and, but, uh, he's devoted. He comes out here every day. He's working with me. 90% of his trips are with me. I have another guy too. has been with me for like five years, but, uh, uh, most of the guys, man, they're, and I couldn't do it out of them. You know, I mean, right. those guys are great. I mean, they help me with the videos. They do all the stuff and it takes a team. It's not just, you know, Mark the shark. No way. I wouldn't be anything without those guys. Yeah.
2: What about your, um, do you do international trips? Like people from other countries? We'll see that picture behind you with the 49 sailfish. That's in Africa. Um,
1: <laughs> they got a lot of heat too. I kill 49 sails in one day. Where is it? It's right in between the, all those shark jaws up there. It's, it's hard to uh, <laughs> it's hard to see through here
2: because it's littered, all hanging up? literally littered with shark jaws in here. Well, yeah. I
1: do a lot of international stuff. I got hired a few times uh, the last couple of years from people uh, overseas and not just go there and- Oh, you uh, go
2: over there. I was thinking they were coming here. Well,
1: I do that too. But uh, most of uh, my overseas people are are uh, big time, big money guys. And they'll come over and they'll say, when well, you want to come over to my resort and teach my guys how to do this and how to do that. And I said, yeah, sure. No problem. So what
2: do they want to learn? Like, do they want to learn the charter business or do they want to learn how to fish? Mostly how to fish,
1: Yeah, you know? Most of them really don't care about the charter business. Uh, they want to know how to fish. They want to learn a different tricks that we, you know, learned over the years and stuff like that. And uh, most of the guys are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But international guys come here
2: all the time. I have a lot of international clients that fish on me all year long, all over the world. Because on your 20-year-old on on website, it says, we speak your language. And mm-hmm. I just wondered if you, spoke any well, other I languages. Well, I don't, but uh, I can have somebody here right away that, yeah. So you, you'll you just bring a translator? Right, exactly. And, and I would imagine good. that, like, maybe not, well, I don't know, international people probably responded to JAWS a little bit, but maybe later. Like, maybe you get, like, a second wave when JAWS kind of makes its way around the world, and now all of a sudden you're getting, you know, Chinese, Japanese. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, the the, uh, the sharks have made a second
1: coming, I think, you know, with all this uh, conservation stuff going on now, you know, made people aware of, you know, with the shark finning and all the same old footage you see all the time with them throwing the sharks back in the ocean, yeah. taking the fence. People are, uh, open their eyes a little bit to sharks and either my customers wanna, wanna catch one and kill one, or they wanna let go. It's just, they're right in the middle too.
2: So uh, I get both sides.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So the tagging studies that you've done, is there a particular organization that you work with? NOAA.
1: NOAA. National Marine Fisheries Service. Yeah.
2: And you'll do like what type of tags? Do they give you like the satellite tags for some sharks or? No satellite
1: tags. Those are expensive.
2: That's yeah, only really our on TV expensive. stuff. Right. We do all
1: the manual tags, uh, the little capsule that you unscrew and you take out the information and then you they, they give you reward. They give you a hat or something like that. When you, when you get, you I, you got I got a box of hats boxes in here, hats. but, uh, Jesus. Um, all <laughs> these pictures, but a lot of people like, uh, like to, uh, get involved in the shark tagging stuff. You know, when they see a tag, they go, wow, this is pretty cool. So most people will report it. Yeah. You know, so. And then it works out good for us because then we, then we know where they're going. You know, how many do you estimate that
2: you've tagged in your career? Oh man. I couldn't even begin. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Oh, yeah. So that's, I mean, you break that down to to a year. You're doing 450 trips in a year. If you tag two sharks a day, that's 900 sharks. A year. Right. Well, sometimes we catch uh, half a dozen sharks sometimes.
1: Oh, yeah, and we'll tag them. Yeah. But, you know, tagging and killing. What are we going to do? It's all up to the client, you know? So if the client wants to let it go, uh, we'll let it go
2: interesting even if it's one of those big tigers or... well
1: if it's a big tiger i know the big tiger's dying he's dying
2: is there yeah. a time of the year that you're seeing more of the big tigers than than others we're seeing more tigers
1: now than i ever have seen in my career yeah used to be off miami it's 90 percent hammerheads and all scalloped hmm. now it's all big graders yeah
2: why well, any, we just any got one 900 the other day a 900 yeah how long is that fish that was like 13 13 okay. and a half i think it was because i caught one at long key bridge we were doing a show i caught one down there and i've never lifted one out of the water to know what the yeah. weight is and mm-hmm. so i have this picture of this fish everybody's like wow how big is it in the water it's and different. i have no idea because yeah. I, but it was 13 and a half feet long yeah that's at least probably
1: seven eight hundred yeah and a female they get really fat so mm-hmm. depends. this thing was yeah as big around as the boat it seemed and like that was a greater
2: yeah Greater. Yeah. One a of big, those tarpon
1: eaters. Exactly. You know, that, that, they love tarpon, yeah. And stingrays. It, yeah. I see him come into Cuddy all the time chasing stingrays around.
2: Really? They're big Raiders, yeah. The,
1: like a, a, just a southern stingray or like no, a... No, just a, like a just a mud ray or sometimes an eagle ray. Right. They'll be chasing him out of the water, stingray jumping out of the water. And
2: then, you, just, uh, hammerheads are fast, man. Yeah. People don't realize how fast a hammerhead is. Well, they have to be super fast. I mean, if tarpon are their, exactly. are their number one thing that they like to eat, right. I mean, that's like, it's like a, you know, a a tarpon eats mullet, right? right? So a tarpon has to be fast because exactly. a mullet's fast. And, uh, you know, that that's uh, it's an interesting fish, the, the hammerhead. But why do you think that the scalloped hammerheads are not around as much as they, or you're saying yeah. that they're almost all scalloped now?
1: No, they're almost all okay. greater. Okay, yeah. The
2: scallops we used
1: to catch almost 90% of the time. We never used to get a greater. Now it's all graders,
2: and it's all tigers. Hmm. There's more tigers in the Keys too now. For sure.
1: Okay. I, I, I'd probably go with that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of food down here too.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, they're yeah, eating sure. the
1: reef fish. They're eating a lot of snappers and the groupers. And a lot of these, uh, these guys that come out here and, uh, fish the wrecks, they can't get a, a grouper off the wreck without getting eaten by a big, by a big tiger. Right. Tiger so when I catch them, the guys are going, thanks a lot. I get, di- I got guys that divers that come out here and dive, uh, free divers, really good free divers. And they'll- and they'll see one of my posts, and they'll say, "Thanks for killing that bull shark. That thing was harassing me on the reef for the last year or something." And you know, these these guys make a living spearfishing, mm-hmm. so they like what we do. Yeah. I mean, they know that. You know, they'll even call me and they'll say, "Hey, Mark, there's a couple of bull sharks on this wreck. Can you come over here
2: and get one? Get one or two? You know." And we do. Mm-hmm. We help them out. Yeah. Well, the bull shark is that- arguably the 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 worst for yeah. for being in the water with them. I mean. I would say. I that's going to die. I certainly don't like to swim with them. Right, right. Um, that's interesting. So, as far as fishing for the hammerheads, is there a difference in the way that you fish for a scalloped or a greater hammerhead? No, or they're not just really. All basically it's the same? all the same. I mean, this, the uh, scallop hammerheads are a little
1: deeper water normally, mm-hmm. off the reef, like 200 feet. Uh, the graders come in shallow. I mean, you'll see them on the beach even. When I started fishing, I used to catch a big graters on the beach. Never caught a scallop on the beach, but the big raiders come in and look for the stingrays. They look for all
2: the, you know, little fish and stuff. Yeah, the greater seem to get, I mean, we see them like mm-hmm. on the tarpon flats and there. Oh, yeah. Almost, yep. They got not just their fin out of the water, but their backs Exactly. Out of the water. They can like, barely swim in there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's they're a, struggling. They're a different fish, you know? I mean, but that's, that's a, it's an incredible, it's an incredible predator, the way yeah. that they can catch a tarpon. It's amazing. I mean, uh, when
1: you see them, how fast, I saw one the other day trying to catch a turtle. Huh i never seen a turtle swim that fast. Wow. The turtle was flying. And the hammerhead was right behind him, man. Normally, I, the, the tiger's reading the turtles. Right. And uh, I've never seen a, a hammerhead chasing
2: a turtle before. But he mm. got away. Yeah. Yeah. What about great whites? Are you? I mean, more and more people are seeing the great whites in the Keys. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. In the Keys. You know, they're t- they have the O-Search people tagging, and you can follow the tracks that are right, coming through right. here. And with all the shark fishing that you're doing, it would seem like you would be seeing some. No not seeing them. that one believe me if I did I'd probably be in trouble yeah well I catch them but you know again I can't yeah you, that's become, a protected right. species so you have to I'd release that it. for sure tag it right um but it's interesting that maybe they're just smarter they're like I not don't know. that not people <laughs> say that it goes a striker one over there it is
1: just you know try to avoid that but no we never came across one ever ever and I'm out there so much too
2: really even in the early days you were not coming across mm-hmm. them? never there, Never seen one. Yep, there, But not they here. are. They are. I mean, like in, in the keys. Yeah, they're they're the hump? they're they're on the humps with they're, the jacks, the
1: tunas, Yes, and and,
2: and and just in yellowtail spots and other sure, places. Sure. I mean, people are having them come up and eat their chum bag, uh, throwing lures at them, and they're they're chasing <laughs> the lures. And and I mean, there's all kinds of crazy videos. Sure. But um, and I always just kind of wondered if they were if they were just always there, and now that there's some proof and justification that they've they've been tagged and they're following this path and they came right people through here are looking like crazy and then for people them. are like yeah i saw a big shark and now it's like that let's get closer to that thing let's see let's, what it is let's see what it is and yeah. then it's actually a great white and you get a confirmation you know like like somebody like if you get the boat over there i mean the videos that i've seen the things coming right to this there's yeah, no mistaking it it's a hundred percent yeah you know a great white you can tell it's not a bull shark it's not going right. to be a tiger shark it's yeah yeah, but, I've uh, never seen one.
1: We've never seen one of me, And, you know, we don't have those good spots like the Keys has, you know, as far as the, the hump areas. You know, we're, well, I used to fish the Keys years ago. And we used to catch big makos on the hump all the time, but we don't have those humps here. I mean, if we had them here, it would be great for shark fishing. Mm-hmm. Do you see makos up here? Yeah, we catch them. Yep. In and- deeper water. We catch them with the uh, the big eye threshers, mm-hmm. but they put the threshers on a, on a list too now. And I don't know why because there's nobody's catching them. Nobody was nobody
2: was catching them but us. Hmm. You know, I would catch one a day. I hear about um sword fishermen, you know, deep dropping and catching them occasionally right. now. Um what? So when you're going out and I'm sure it's it's different with with whatever clients, but let's just say you're going out to catch the biggest shark you can you can catch. What's your what does your day look like? Well, I mean, most
1: of our customers They'll want to mix it up. They're not going just for shark. Right. So we'll kind of mix it up. We'll go for the sailfish and, you know, I catch as many sailfish as anybody. And uh, we'll we'll mix it up. And then we'll, uh, if we catch a a shark, then we'll go into a little shallower and try to catch something else. They'll say, let's go catch something like uh, a sailfish. Let's go catch some kingfish. Let's go catch some
2: bottom fish. We try to mix it up for the customers. And so if you had somebody that that just wanted sharks or when it gets when it comes time to the shark fishing are you drifting are you anchored are you what no, are you oh no we're power drifting in the current okay
1: so the, say the currents going north which it's supposed to go north all the time but it hasn't <laughs> been lately the current's going north so i'm into the current okay and all the baits i'm walking six baits around it's hard it's you're not just drifting I'm in one area. Say I'm in I'm 300 feet of water. Mm-hmm. I'm putting that bait down in 300 feet of water. Actually, like 295. You don't want the bait in the bottom because mm-hmm. you get hung up sometimes. So I got the bait five feet off the bottom. Okay. And I'm walking the other baits around the surface. So it's not just sitting there and drifting like these guys in the these tuna shows. Mm-hmm. They're just sitting there drinking beer. They're not. I'm, I'm not. I'm operating their crane almost. I'm in and out of gear every five seconds trying to keep that bait where it's supposed to be.
0: The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com.
1: People don't know. The guys that I work with, my crew, know how hard it is to stay in that one area. When there's, when there's a lot of current, it's, it's super hard. Right. You can't leave the wheel for one minute. You get everything
2: all tangled up. So basically, you're, you're saying you're going into the current. So it's kind of well, like it, you're anchored, but you're on, under power. And you're keeping this bait. The, the, the baits? Say the current's going north, the boat is
1: facing south. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I'm like into the wind, oh, not okay. into the wind, but the current, and everything is behind the boat, mm-hmm. swimming naturally. Right. Okay. Now, if I take it out of gear for one second, then all those baits are going to come back to the boat. Right. So I got to, I have to have a happy medium. I have to bump it in and out of gear and walk everything around and keep that bait on the bottom, on the bottom. It's got to be straight up and down. Like we're, if we're fishing for threshers, threshers are only one spot usually. 90% of them are like 100 feet off the bottom. Mm-hmm. They're not on the bottom. They're about 100 feet off the bottom. You got to keep that bait right there. You can't pull the bait. If you pull any baits, bait's going to come up. It's out of that It's out of that thermocline area. Huh? You're not going to get a bite. Wow. And sometimes we even bounce the bait on the bottom. Sometimes. We'll bounce it because it sends a signal out. Right. We got a big lid. Yeah. And everything hits the bottom. Boom. Boom! Is that going to be boom. a breakaway lead or? No, no, it's on on the mainland. Yeah. you know, and we'll, we'll we'll when we get the fish up to the boat, then we'll just unclip it. But that noise, I find over the years, attracts them too. Mm-hmm. Boom! Boom! Boom!
2: Yeah. So the idea. In that setup is that you're 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 fishing straight up and down you're maintaining the boat in a situation so that the bait is despite straight the current and, and the wind or whatever you're operating the boat so that you're staying in one particular spot well one depth right one depth. we're actually moving with the current right okay where the whole the whole operation is moving
1: right but gotcha. we're keeping everything in line yeah. we're walking like six dogs mm-hmm. and keeping this and the, 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 the primary bait is on the bottom so that's the most important bait if we're shark fishing
2: that's the most important bait everything is worked around that one bait. Mm-hmm. And so that technique and that strategy is gonna work for all the different types of, of sharks. sharks. Yeah. And yep. so the idea with with some on the surface and, and one down below is that you're working the, the water column or it is almost acting as if, uh, almost like a chum too. Like the scent's going back there from these well, baits. yeah, If you're fishing, say a big tuna fish, you want all
1: your scent Coming from one, one area. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you got the current going north, it's all going in a straight line. Right. If you're zigzagging back and forth, 20, 30, 40, 50 feet, that shark's never going to find that bait. Right. He's going to wanna... get
2: a whiff of it and then it's exactly. going to be gone. Yeah, and you then can't then find
1: gonna... it. Right, exactly. exactly. So if he's, well, most of the sharks are coming from the north and they're just coming down, moving south. So he gets a whiff of the bait. He's a, most of the sharks are staying the same depth. They're not going to be wandering around. And they just come up the line, up the line, and there's your bait. You know, on my cameras that we use now, you can see the sharks hundred feet away, just swimming, and then they'll see the bait. These are cameras on the line. Yeah, we or- have a camera on the uh, actual bait. Okay. Yeah, and and is does that break away from the? No, l- the camera stays with us. Camera stays. with Yeah, you? all the way to the boat. Okay. It's a hook eye, hook eye lens. Yeah, it's okay. really nice. It's cool. We just started doing this this year, it's, and you can you know, see
2: that from a hundred feet away. Well, if it's clear. Yeah. If the visibility is good, yeah. But the visibility has been crap lately too. So on a good visibility day, are you being surprised at all with what you're seeing on that camera? Like how, how the shark is is finding that bait and attacking it, or is yeah? It, like I've what do you a lot. I've learned a lot over the last year just looking at like the hammerheads.
1: I've had one the other day that just was circling around the bait, circling, just bumping it with his head, bumping it, bumping it, bumping it, and I can see on my uh, on the bridge that we're getting a bite. The yeah, rod's going right. like this, yeah. But nothing's happening. It's just boom, 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 boom. And I look at the camera and I go, he's just playing with the bait. He's just toying with it. Okay. And after a while, if I if I take it away from him a little bit, if I go ahead with the engines a little bit and take it away, kind of piss him off, then he'll just get mad and then he'll eat it. Mm. It's weird. Yeah. I learned a lot.
2: Yeah, that's it's funny, like when you when you see something with your own eyes, whether you're whether you're down diving or whatever, and you're like, like sometimes on our TV show, we'll, we'll have a diver down and the same kind of things going on. And he comes up and he's like, dude, the thing was trying to bite it and you mm. took it away from him. Right. Right. And it's like, well, how would you know on the surface? He, and he so will. you have all of these things going on in your mind, like, well, maybe it wasn't a shark could have bumped into something. Right. I don't know. It could have been right. something. But now when you see it, that changes the way that you fish for it. Sure. Because after you see a couple of bumps and let's just say the camera, you didn't have a camera on that line or whatever. Now it's like, well, right. I'll bump forward a little bit. Right. It might be a hammerhead because that's their, that's their method.
1: They, they'll they bump it and you'll see it go boom, boom. Like a thresher shark. I know for a fact that thresher sharks whack it with their tail. Mm. So you'll see on the rod, you go boom, like that. And then nothing will happen. He whacked it with his tail. He's coming around again. Then he'll eat it. First they whack it and they kill the bait. Mm. And then they'll whack it. So it, the different sharks have different characteristics. Like a tiger shark might play with it. Just take a little couple of little bites. I was I just looked at a video this morning from a tiger shark we caught the other day. And he was just taking little bites. And you go, why are you taking little bites of a big fish? It's got a gigantic mouth. He could just engulf it, right? But they just like to play with it, I think. They just like to toy with it. Hmm. And then, you know, and then eventually they'll eat it. Yeah. But you could see it, the rod going, bum, 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 That's probably a tiger shark. And, you know, when you see it on the camera, it's so cool. Right. Because you,
2: you, you're you always guessing. Well, yeah. When you see with the camera, then you put two and two together and you go, wow, this is pretty cool. Has that really helped um, your your hookup percentage or or has it changed uh, anything in the way that you're fishing? Well, sometimes I'll, I'll drop back if I think it's, you know, something and I'll just drop back to them a little bit mm-hmm. and let them eat it. But, and you're uh, obviously showing your mates and everything. Oh, these, yeah, they see videos. it. Yeah, yeah. They're as excited about it it's as you It's really are.
1: cool. I mean, you know, it's a lot of work with the video because we've lost a lot of cameras over the years. And uh, thankfully, that hook guy, will, they give us cameras all the time. But we're going to get some great footage. Right. Nobody's putting a camera down 400 feet, so we'll, we'll. Sometimes we get a shark eating the camera. <laughs> the other day, I had a tiger shark trying to eat it. Yeah, thank God he didn't eat it. But he was just pecking at it, pecking at it. They finally he went for the bait. But yeah, it's 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 a cool it's a cool area that
2: we haven't explored yet, which is neat, you know. Yeah. The deeper now, what about going deeper? Like, is there? Well, do you, those do you cameras, see any reason, I mean, uh, not, maybe, maybe without the camera, do you see any reason, like when you're seeing, you know, sword fishing has exploded, more people are sword fishing, they're catching lots of swordfish. They should stop that. W- really? Oh yeah. And what? what's well, your it's, opinion it's, of that? That's commercial fishing. Pressing
1: a button. I'm way against that. <laughs> There's no skill in that. You're dropping a bait, 1500. You're waiting for the rod tip to go in the water well the boom whatever they're using now and you're pressing a button mm-hmm. that's not sport fishing not in my book
2: yeah no well they are i mean a lot of those guys are turning that into well swordfish i've got a permit swordfish is uh is a fish that you know i can sell i and agree but it's commercial fishing doing it rod and reel i
1: mean don't be pounding your chest and tell me you how you you brought a swordfish up and you had to change your finger twice. It's not you're not impressing me. <laughs> See, this is these contrary
2: messages well, that, I mean, that you know, I just it's... find you very interesting in this way. Um, and and I mean, I don't disagree. I no, I I, mean, I wouldn't say that you're wrong. I would say that I would say that people have varying opinions. Uh, I would thank you have no opinion. I mean, it's commercial fishing. You're it, pressing a button. It is. It, I mean, it's no skill right there well really the isn't. skill the skill i guess is could be argued to find what? them okay and to ri- and to create the rig that's not going to get tangled and to that's easy oh dropping that dad it's been doing that for
1: years dropping the bait down that's easy but just to waiting for the bite and pressing a button oh wow you better change fingers now <laughs> this is a tough one it's like dude ron real
2: okay yeah i mean. I guess that I guess that the argument against that could be: Listen, you're going to drop 1,800 feet and reel that up. You're going to have time for two drops a day, right? Whereas if you have a if you have really maybe maybe if you have an electric reel, you could do four drops a day, or six drops a day, or eight drops a day, and you would have a as you're learning this, learn trying to figure this out the more drops you can do and the more bites you get and the more you can start to put all this together the more you could maybe have confidence in dropping and reeling it yourself right because you're going to go out someplace and it's going to be you know if you don't have all day you might have one one or two drops oh that's too bad <laughs> but these are the these are the same sport fishing guys quote
1: unquote that point the finger at me for killing a sailfish Okay? Yeah. These are the same guys that go out there and deep drop and press a button. Same guys. So don't be preaching to me about killing a sailfish. When the last time I checked, there's probably a lot more sailfish in the world than swordfish. Yes? hmm Yes. And don't forget, I'm not fishing. My customers are fishing. Some of these guys came and hold a rod. Okay? I'm not sitting there pressing a button. It's no skill. There's no challenge just finding where the fish is. Eventually, you're going to catch them. Just right. keep dropping. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's commercial fishing. Nothing against commercial fishing. But I'm just saying, don't be pounding your chest and flying a flag you caught a swordfish. fish. I mean, it, it, to me, it's... I don't know. That's just mammals This cool.
2: is Well, no, this is exactly why I, I was interested in talking to you because I knew you would have different opinions on a lot of different things. And, and I feel like... Um, I don't like infighting between... Groups like fishermen, when people, when we infight like sport fishing against somebody that kills something, you know, commercial fishing against recreational fishing, the other bigger, larger groups win, divide, divide, and conquer. Right. So I believe that if you see somebody that's doing something that is different than you do and you, should have a conversation, should talk to them, should understand where they're coming from. And that was one of the reasons I wanted to come and talk to you because I want to, like, and then I start digging into your story and I'm like, there's more to this guy than, I mean, he's, he, he's tagging more sharks. Maybe he's killing more sharks. I knew you were going to have different opinions on, on different things. I didn't, I didn't really expect the swordfish thing, but now that I think about it, it's certainly not, um, out of character or 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 inconsistent with with your other um well, I'm a
1: sport fishing guy totally right. and I'm nothing against commercial fishing but don't call that sport fishing. Right. Call it what it is. It's commercial fishing. Gotcha. You might as well use a fucking net. <laughs> Same <laughs> thing. <laughs> what about tournaments? Oh don't get me started on tournaments. They are the most evil things in the planet. They're the reason why we have no bait left too these guys come down here and they fish our bait spots. They go back up north and they sell all the bait. To who? Tournaments. To catch and release tournaments, right? hmm usually. they catch and release sailfish, how many die? I don't know. Percentage-wise, nobody knows. But I can tell you, I've been doing this for 50 years, half of them are going to die. You catch them with live bait, they're going to die. Okay, they're gut-hooked. I don't care what you say. They're exhausted. There's a number of, things that can happen to a sailfish after you catch them with live bait. Those guys are targeting one specific fish, sailfish. Okay. In the process, they're killing every bait around. Okay. They're taking our herring. We can't even catch herring anymore out here. They're catching our herring and they're selling for $10 a piece up north in a tournament.
2: $10 a piece probably means that there's no herring up there either. Oh, they wiped them out years ago. That's why they come down here. And
1: they're targeting, you know, maybe hundred boats in a tournament. Maybe sometimes more. Targeting one kind of fish. You don't think that hurts the population? Think about it. If you really care about the sailfish like these guys say they do, guess what? You don't fish for them. Hmm. Why do you put them in harm's way? They're not going to tell you that half of them die. No one's going to tell you that. But I could tell you. Light bait and light tackle? Yeah they're going to die.
2: What about And that's why hooks? we can't
1: catch sailfish here anymore. We used about, to catch five sailfish a day. And yeah. down to what? Down to one. Maybe. Maybe. I've never seen sailfish this bad. Ever.
2: Ever. Hmm. And that has a lot to do with a lot of the different factors that we've talked about. The dredging, the bait. The dredging is the bait. Mm-hmm. Right. But the tournaments are killing all our selfish, 100 percent. and today the tournaments are popular so there's more there's more money in it i get it it's obviously a a money maker for someone otherwise they wouldn't be having another tournament and another tournament so somebody's making some money off of it so when somebody makes some money off of something typically they try to replicate that in either another area Mm -hmm. or another time of the year or whatever so that's that's interesting you know
1: you you got so many boats and a small area targeting one kind of fish—you're going to hurt that population. It's just common sense. It's not rocket science, and it shows right now because we can't catch any more sailfish. It, it's it's proven. Hmm. I mean, I've, I know I'm not a I'm not some angel. I've killed a ten thousand sailfish in my life, but I'm not raising a flag upside down and pounding my chest when I come back, and that sailfish is sitting in the fucking bottom or getting eaten by a shark. No, I'm killing them, okay. But don't say you released it, because that's bullshit.
2: Hmm. Who who believes that shit? Not me. Not my crew. Do you think circle hooks have made it any better? Not really. No,
1: not really. How many how many sailfish these guys catch are gut hook sailfish live bait? I don't know. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, you know, you're taking them out of the water. You're bringing them to the boat. Those fish are like in shock when they get to the boat. What happens to them? Sharks might eat them. I mean, you know, that's just on a good good scenario. Mm-hmm. Light bait. If you want to fish for a sailfish, do the old-fashioned way then. If you want to pound your chest at the dock, go trolling for them. Let's see how good you are. Let's see how good you are. Let's catch them trolling. Make it make the sailfish tournaments all trolling, and then maybe we'd have the live bait come back. Give it a little rest. Give it a rest for a couple of years. There's no more bait left anymore. There's nothing. Why tournaments? Hmm. Every live boat tournament, has got a thousand baits in their well. They come over here. They got big pens. Every one's filled when they leave the tournament after three days. The baits all dead. That's it. It's gone. It's mm-hmm. indiscriminate killing of everything, tournaments.
2: So, disguised, in your opinion, disguised conservation. As conservation. It's anything but conservation, anything but across the board, killing everything. So, that obviously really gets under your skin. Yes. Because yeah. Because those same people, in a lot of, not all of those people, obviously, mm-hmm. but some of those people are. Pointing accusing the finger at you me. and pointing the finger and saying you're the worst. But killing thing and, one
1: selfish. Or,
2: yeah. But killing one selfish. Yeah. Biggest hypocrites in the planet. Do you think that, I mean, why do you think that is? Is that, is that ignorance? Is that lack of experience? Is that just a super opinionated deal? Or what? why do you think that is? All of the above. And like you know, maybe what, if they had been doing it as long as you had, they would see some of the things that you are so yes. obvious to you i mean i go out there you know
1: 450 times a year i see a lot a lot of these normal guys are out here to fishing two or three tournaments a year that's that's their whole thing um uh, but it, it's it's not it's just not right what they've done with the tournaments they've made it into like a big hero thing you know and it's just, it's killed everything
2: around here. Hmm. So how do you um, interact with these people? Because obviously you have to. I mean, they're- you're, No, I don't. You're, You don't? <laughs> <laughs> I only have to interact
1: with like three people and they're at home. It's not, how I, it's not how I made my reputation or my business. But, you know, most of the people, they'll agree with me. It's just- uh, the heroes out there that, that, you know, I'm a big target, so it makes it easy. I'm a Darth Vader out there, so it makes it easy to point a finger at me. Do you like being the Darth Vader? Yeah.
2: Someone's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> when did you embrace that, that you're going to be the Darth Vader? Oh, man. Long
1: time ago when uh, we started killing the sharks and it wasn't popular back then either. But, uh, you know,
2: it wasn't. Like, how long ago was it not popular? Because that's kind of what Jaws was all about. And that. And- well, you're talking way back. Yeah. But I'm talking about the last 15 years.
1: Okay. It's, it's uh, become unpopular. But now it's coming back where it's becoming popular again. So it's, it's doing a cycle, mm-hmm. you know? But uh, with all the shark uh, TV shows out there, the Shark Week stuff, which is all bullshit anyway, it's just made. The people that catch sharks made them the villains, you know? Um That's sad because it's the sharks are plentiful. And Rod and Reel, they'll never hurt the population with rod and reel. That's all we do.
2: Longliners, just another world. Right. I mean, many people would argue that there are more sharks right now in certain areas than ever oh yes I like, agree, totally. like your spearfishing guys that you that you said the, yep. the sport fishing guys on the on the wrecks lots of places in the keys i oh, mean yeah. you go down there and you start catching a fish and you might get one or two right and then it's kind of like now we're feeding the sharks it's so out of control so we places. need to move yep. because we're doing nothing but feeding the sharks like, right it's a great spot. There's obviously tons of yellowtail here, but we can't catch a single one. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's another like ethical moral decision of what are we doing here? Yeah. Like we're trying to catch yellowtail, but we are feeding sharks. They, so they do, can't. You, do you stay? Do you leave? Do you what whatever? Because once you leave, you've established that chum line. You've put right. twenty pounds of chum in the water. We're gonna pick this up and go do this somewhere else, and probably feed no, the sharks.
1: They're all waiting. you ring the dinner bell there, and they're just sitting around waiting all day. You don't have a chance sometimes, and that's what pisses these guys off. They're making a living trying to catch these fish, mm-hmm. and the sharks are sitting there, and you know that's why you get
2: caught all the time. Come on over to this wreck. Come on over here. Catch these fish. I would imagine that one of the biggest. Um, things that you have to deal with on a daily basis is getting your bait for the next day yes now and when i say bait it's going to be jacks or bonita or whatever you use i don't know what's your preferred bait we used uh well we used to use bonitas Mm -hmm. when they were here it's just so hard to catch
1: now kingfish bonitas uh whatever we can catch jacks so are you basically catching all your bait are you getting help from other people oh no no i mean i've got some friends in a business that If I see them out there, they'll drop a bait off or something. They'll just hand me a bait. But we normally spend a half hour or an hour or so trying to catch what most charter boats just fish for all day. Right. Like bonitas or- or, Exactly. Kingfish where we can get trolling, you know, with the planers and stuff like that. Maybe little tunas. Barracudas. Barracudas are okay. But even the barracudas are almost wiped out now. Yeah. It's gotten way, way harder- the barracudas are almost gone, man. We just, that was a guaranteed fish for us
2: for years, guaranteed. Not anymore. There's no
1: more guaranteed fish,
2: not here. What's your opinion of like what I discussed before about the infighting between between recreational fishermen, maybe even sport fishing guides and tournament people and people like yourself, and and do you see that divide and conquer is exactly what somebody like Peta? would hope for? Oh, I'm sure Peter likes the
1: in-house fighting stuff, you know, but, uh, it's all really friendly fighting. It's nothing like we're going to kill somebody. It's just, it's all a lot of it's professional jealousy, whatever. Yeah. They need somebody to target, but, uh, I don't take it really personal, but, uh, when I can't catch a bait, from my customers, then I take it personal. <laughs> and that's why I'm not a big tournament fan.
2: Yeah. Well, I can see, I mean, I, I, listen, I understand. When you explain your point the way that you did, I completely understand. You can't argue with that. You can't? No. I mean, it's it, a fact. It, it really bothers you that, that you know what's going on. And those same people are pointing the finger at you. Often. Yeah. It's like,
1: is there a double standard here? Is, am, I, am I missing something? I mean, you guys are killing, you know, each boat's killing 10 sailfish a day on a tournament.
2: I'm killing one. Do you think maybe that part of that is that they don't believe that they are? Probably in their heart, they probably think they're doing, you know,
1: the sailfish good by releasing them. But if you talk to any really good fisherman that knows what happens to a live bait caught sailfish, they'll tell you,
2: probably not going to survive. But what if it's a live bait caught sailfish where the circle hooks right in the corner Trolling. The mouth, just like per- just like perfect trolling? Well, I mean you, I mean you catch plenty of sailfish on pilchards, and the yeah. the, the you watch the fish eat it, and you set the hook, and it's right there, and, and the, that fish is
1: that's a real in the real world best case scenario. Yeah, there's some fish that survive absolutely. I'm talking about most of them, the majority live bait gut hooked, not gonna survive. Mm. I don't care what you say something's going to eat them or they're going to sink to the bottom. That's a fact. That's, that's how it is. That's the real world. And what me. about that, What about the live bait? Doesn't count? Doesn't count as far as what you're killing? Yeah. Nobody, nobody cares about a goggle eye because it's not pretty. Doesn't a goggle eye have as much right to live as a sailfish? I don't know. Maybe it's me. It's a life. You're killing... One thing to kill another. It's like a hunter. I don't see any hunters going out there using a live animal to catch something else. But we do it in the fishing world. <laughs> it's just, it's hypocritical. It just like, drives me crazy.
2: Yeah. I see that. Yeah. and 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 can understand where you're coming from. I really can.
1: You're killing a live fish in the process.
2: I don't get it. Yeah. Well that's that's kind of you know you you'll see the same thing happen on in freshwater fishing, like the the fly fishing guys for trout absolutely would never kill a fish. Ever. No, not one not one fish ever is going to die, but they would be horrified if they saw somebody walk out there, make five casts, catch one fish and take it home for dinner. Yeah. But they're fishing all week, catching hundreds of fish. And releasing them, and releasing well, them. Well, you know, it's, that's a different world too. Some are going to die, though. Yes, but they don't. They, and they. I've been one of these people. It's like to watch someone kill something. But he was only on the river for ten minutes, right? He caught one fish. He's taking it home, and he's going to eat every part of that fish. Exactly. Like, is there really something wrong with that? No. And and that's a that's a that's a battle. That's uh, yeah. You're not going to win that battle. Like with those you're saying, these people are staying completely within the the law. It's a hundred percent legal what they're doing, and and it can be entirely really controversial because the fly guys don't like that. It's and a world. I see that what yep. you're what where you're coming from, it's a very similar argument in a different environment with mm-hmm. different fish.
1: Yeah, I mean, just don't preach catch and release when you know that. Half of those fish are going to die. Don't preach that. Just say, hey, we, we, we hope the best for the selfish. We hope for the best. Don't say, oh, we released it. Okay? Because in the real world, it's not going to happen. Hmm. Tell me about your chair on your boat. Is I got a new unique? one coming. I got a brand new one coming, actually, by Lees. Uh, yeah, it's hanging over the side. It's People love it. They love to get in there and and uh, you're right on top of the action. You know, you're not in the back in the cockpit somewhere. You can't see what's going on. You're right on top of a big fish. It's really how, cool. How did you come up with that design? Um, back in the old days, I watched this movie, uh, a Hemingway movie with, uh, with uh, uh, what was his name? Bogart? Oh, yeah. Humphrey Bogart. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, he was a captain down in the Keys. And he had an old wooden boat and he had a chair that was pretty far back. It was up on top of the motor mount back in the day. And it was pretty close to the transom. I go, wow, that's not a good idea. You know, the customer's out of the way and you can walk around. And so I just took it to the next level and just put it over the side of the boat where it worked out really good because people love that chair. And you know, you you can feel every tug of the fish. If you got a big shark on, you can feel everything. You're right on top. You feel every crack of the head. And then when the shark comes up, you're like you can almost like touch them. 'em. Mm. You're right on top of everything. And it's it's a different sensation. It's really what the fishing is all about. When you're fishing a normal conventional charter boat, you're in the back of the cockpit. You can't see what's going on. You don't even you can't even see over the covering boards. You just you're just sitting there winding. You're are part of the action now. You are in the shit on that chair. It's awesome. And
2: people like fight to get in there. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. Um, it would seem like it would be even more efficient, you know, as you get a big shark coming. Or any fish. With yeah. inexperienced people. Well, I mean, I don't care how experienced you are. You're you're locked into this chair and this rod and the fish goes under the, you know. Right, right. Th- what do you do? The mate has to help, you know.
1: Well, now all we do is just turn the chair. The mate reaches up and grabs a leader. It's so easy. It's a no-brainer, man. The other okay. way, you got to work around the guy. You got to work around the rod. It's it's a total nightmare.
2: It's, it's not cool. Have you seen anybody make another chair like
1: that and put it <laughs> on their boat? Mm, not that I'm aware of. No, it's not for everybody because it can be... Little dangerous if you don't, you know, getting you in know. it or getting well, out no, of it, just or... the whole thing, the whole operation, <laughs> man. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's not for everybody. Uh, it, you know, again, I've had that chair 40 years, so I know how to operate the boat with the chair, but uh, I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. It's that's my trademark anyway. <laughs> don't even think about it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, just as I thought. It'd be a very interesting conversation. I really appreciate you sitting down and, you know, just sharing your side of, of, of your story, like just what, what you do, man. Come out with us one time. I'd love to. My pleasure talking to you is, it, it was great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, tell people how they can find you and go uh, monster fishing. Instagram at Mark the Shark, uh, marktheshark.com website, which I haven't touched in years. You probably know that already, <laughs> 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 but the Instagram is where we uh, post daily stuff on it at Mark the Shark. Yeah. Or 305-759 jaws. That's my phone number. And 759
2: jaws is right. Like, they got some jaws. There are so many. So you can just um what are the what is this one? That's a tiger. You see the uh, teeth how they're how they're shaped. Yep. They're
1: they're they're actually made to cut through shells of what? Turtles. turtles. Yeah, of course. That's why I love turtles by the way. My son's got a couple of turtles in his room. Yeah. So when I see a tiger shark, and I I cut them open, there's always usually some tiger fragments in there. I've even caught whole turtles. I've I've caught them out of the, uh, stomachs. How do you think the tiger
2: catches? I mean, tiger's not a fast shark. I know. Shark. It's unbelievable. He must sneak up on him or I something. Think they yeah. sneak up on him when they, you know you see this you see this turtle often just kind of resting on the bottom, laying there, almost right. sleeping. Right. And I could see a tiger come up and take a fl- flipper off, you know, yep. and then maybe chase the thing down. Then he can't four swim anywhere. Five miles, and yeah. then take another flipper off, and then I mean that's kind of how I always thought the that whole they would thing, do it. I've ca-
1: I've got whole turtles,
2: not even a scratch on them, really, in the stomach of tigers,
1: not even a scratch. It's, I'm. How did that happen?
2: You know, it's weird, but uh, they must have some technique, right? Because those little turtles, man, they can fly. Yeah, they are very exactly. very fast. It's amazing.
1: I mean, maybe that. Tigers are faster than we think.
2: Yeah, you know, they have it in them. Yeah, but when they they're... just don't show it exactly. often. Right? Yeah, they're they're cool. I like I like tigers. They're one of my favorite sharks. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is your favorite shark? Uh,
1: the tiger, probably. Yeah. Yeah. They're they're just so cool with their stripes. They're just a beautiful animal. I love to kill them.
2: how could we find a better way to stop than that that is awesome mark okay man thank you so much for doing this i appreciate it and um everybody will this will be a pretty entertaining one all right see you tight lines